Hello, I'm Rabbi Iggy, and welcome to Tattoos and Torah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Torah. I'm Rabbi Iggy. Thank you for joining us. It's the end of January, and in New York, it's cold, it's dark, it's cloudy, it's windy. Many people feel slow and tired and ready for it to end. So we have a tendency to ask, are we there yet? How much longer? When will it end? There's an old tradition, Groundhog's Day. It's actually next Wednesday. And on Groundhog's Day, we gather around to see how a little groundhog reacts to the weather. According to the tradition, if it emerges in clear weather, sees its own shadow, and retreats back, winter will go on for six more weeks. If, according to the tradition, he emerges into cloudy weather and does not see his own shadow, spring will come early. Groundhog Day is a very old tradition from the old country and has many roots, but really it's about our impatience with winter. We want it to end. But today I want to ask, what happens if we are patient with winter? What happens if we can see our own shadow, so to speak, and learn from it? And it helps me realize something. Everything has a reason, of course, including our own spirituality and how it works. It's late January, and I'm not just in winter. Perhaps I'm in spiritual winter. Spiritual winter sounds bad, and it can definitely feel bad. It does not feel like a spiritual spring, right? When you're in a spiritual spring, when things are in bloom, there is an ease to your spirituality, your growth, projects, practices. Your meditation practice might take three weeks in spiritual spring to take hold and change something. You might feel in tune with yourself. But what takes you three weeks in spring might take you eight weeks in winter. That's very natural. In spiritual winter, everything takes longer. Everything is more lethargic. It takes you longer to roll out of bed, get into the shower, pick up a book, let alone engage in your life, grow, produce meaningful work. Everything is slower. This is hard, no doubt. Spiritual winter is very difficult. But today I want to find some space in it and think about the opportunity that is here. There's a great book by Catherine May, Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. She encourages us to see the opportunity in winter. She says that wintering brings us an enormous insight. We have to allow it to happen. We must stop trying to ignore the cold, the abysmal, the sad. We have to really lean into it. Winter is a good time to reflect. Winter is honest and it's a good time to reflect with honesty, to look at ourselves properly. This is true, right? Winter does feel like a great time to reflect, especially COVID winter. We are sitting with ourselves. We can try and look at our shadows, so to speak. But I think that for most of us, unfortunately, it doesn't work like this. 
it is actually harder to reflect, to meditate, perhaps to be patient. To embrace spiritual winter is not easy because you have to retreat into your home. You have to be cold physically and or spiritually. You need to have some misery, detachment. You're not out and about. You don't see people as much. It happens every year, and you know it will. In many ways, the mark of life of meaning is that you have to anticipate some of the things that will happen. We have to know that every year there is winter, of course, and every year there is spiritual winter. And that's part of the practice and perhaps from the first clues on how we can use it for our advantage. How can we do that? How can we anticipate the lethargy, the cold, the unfruitfulness, the drab days, the difficulty to find meaning and maybe make something out of that? First and foremost, you have to acknowledge that you're there and see it on your calendar. You have to place yourself. Oh yeah, this is winter. Winter is coming. There I am. Perhaps this podcast can serve as a reminder, right? That here we are. You have to ask yourself, what is it that you're experiencing? And what is it that you're afraid of? Do you feel your soul is numb? Do you feel that your efforts do not bear fruit? Do you feel that you are disconnected from yourself, from others, from your community? The first thing is the exploration of what you are going through. As always, that inventory of checking in is incredibly important. The way to do it, the way I often try and help people do it, is to start a listening practice. It can be solitude. It doesn't have to be. There is a whole podcast on solitude and silence, of course. You can look back in our archives. But in the listening practice, in that practice, we have to learn to observe beyond mere sight, to look for what we seek. As an example, we think, or many people think or experience, that winter is lifeless, dull, dead. But in fact, winter is full of life and magic. You just have to know where to look and listen. It's full of blooms. If we think about it, all religions have a light festival at the beginning of winter to commemorate this, to remind us of the light that exists even if we don't always feel it, to help us see. For us, in our tradition, we just celebrated Tu Bishvat, the 15th day of Shvat, the day that is dedicated to trees and plants and the earth. We celebrated the first blooms. Those are winter blooms. We don't pretend that they are spring blooms. We're not rushing it, but we want to look for them and acknowledge them and nod to them. For me, I'm moved by winter's life when I see it. Snowflakes, that remind us of the uniqueness of each one and the uniqueness of each other. Luminosity. 
right? The values of light as it diffuses through the clouds and ice that we see around. The shimmering of icicles, perhaps. Animals, plants, things that happen in winter beyond just the vast sheets of ice or snow or gray or rain. There's tremendous value in that, but we have to look for it. We have to take an action and seek it. You see, recognizing the life in winter is also recognizing the life and the vitality in our own spiritual winter. The potentiality of it, the seed within all things, within your thoughts or your actions. Think about the things you want to start, cultivate, or create space for. That's what winter is for. Allow yourself to just sit with that. No need to rush to action. No need to judge yourself for the pace of things. Breathe. Allow it to be in winter. That's the time for it. Beyond listening, I also want to encourage some kind of practice of articulation or confession. In Jewish life, we call it vidui. It's a very important part of our getting better, finding meaning, being honest. The hope is that you will say what you need to say, what is lurking in your mind, what is weighing you down, the things you need to articulate, the things you need to say out loud to make them true or to release them from yourself. To move forward, we have to remove the blocks of the past. And the more momentum we want, the more we want to expand and accelerate and grow, the less we need to hold in, hold on to. It all depended on how much baggage, how much weight we carry with us. The unburdening of the vidui, of the confession, of the articulation is liberation in that sense. That can happen in winter. That should happen in winter as we get ready for spring. With that, of course, there's also self-forgiveness that comes with this kind of practice. To speak these things is also to acknowledge that we are not defined by our mistakes. We do not constantly need to bear the shame and the guilt of them. When we say them out loud, some old practices actually even ask to say it out loud in front of somebody, but sometimes to ourselves in the mirror, on the paper, is good enough. When we say them out loud, when we write them, we can unburden ourselves. And when we do that, often we feel better, or it's a start. Again, it's another seed that we can plant. Not just because we need to do it all year long, but in the winter, we can sit with it. We can allow it to melt away. For those who might pray, well, I've made it clear, of course, that I don't think God cares. I've always attached to it that, therefore, I must. The shift of the focus from God to the self in the way I see it means that supplication, connecting to something bigger than myself, is an important part of spiritual practice. Not because prayers will be heard and answered, but because prayers are the language we use for the wishes and wants and the yearnings of our heart. Those are the things we are trying to articulate out the ways we want to be better, 
feel better, find more meaning, things we wish for ourselves, things we intend for ourselves, things that allow us to be better because we can point to them, not because somebody might listen and grant them to us. In a way, right, it's never clearer than in the dead of winter, praying for spring to come soon. When spring comes, it's not because we, you pray for it, but when spring comes, it's an expression of what we wanted, and its arrival is met with excitement and feels like fulfillment. We get to observe it. My last piece of advice on leaning into spiritual winter is to remember the ritual of winter. We need to remember that these are cyclical affairs. We need to remind ourselves that there is a routine of life on a daily basis, weekly, yearly, even more than that. There's a great midrash about Adam, the first man. He is created on Friday. And when Friday night comes, it's dark, right? It gets dark, first day. Adam has never seen night, right? He was just created. So he's petrified. He's all alone. He thinks he's going to die. He's never seen this before. He's never experienced this before. The light goes away. He can't see. There's no light anywhere else. Nobody has ever explained this to him. He's shaking throughout the night in this vast darkness, thinking, oh my God, I'm just going to die. This is, this is, I don't know what happened. I don't know where the world went. But then, of course, the sun comes up and he has this immense feeling of gratitude. You can only imagine the kind of relief on Saturday morning that he feels. But of course, as the night falls again, he might get scared again. But then he has to remind himself, perhaps, and we have to remember that this is just night. Morning follows. Spring follows winter. This is where recovery comes in. Addiction lies to us and tells us that we will always be stuck in darkness. Addiction lies to us and says, you're alone, you don't matter, it's always cold, nobody cares. Recovery is joining the pace of the world again. Recovery reminds us that it might be dark right now, but the sun is coming. Spring is coming. It will change. Nothing stays the same. There's always morning. There's always a sun. It may take a day, it may take a month, it may take a year, but it will come. Everything is cyclical. Nothing stands still, including our pain. We have to make sure that we hold on. Time and love are the two keys to most healing aspects of recovery and so many other things. Time, not rushing it, acknowledging spiritual winter, understanding that it takes time, and love, kindness, compassion, metta. The ability to love ourselves, love others. Those two things will make sure that you will see the sun comes again. 
we have to make sure to give it time. Winter is not like spring or summer. It does take longer. It feels like it takes longer. You have to allow yourself more breath, more time and space. In winter, nothing is as sharp. Everything is more layered. Rest is good. Honesty is good. These are hard, but they can help. So pace yourself. Create spiritual schedule for yourself that include these winter days. Anticipate these winter days. If you need help, there are spiritual counselors at Chuva Center or all around your life, I'm sure, that can help you with these practices, ideas, thoughts. Let's remember, we are not Adam. This is not Friday night. We've seen this before. We'll see it again. Thank you for joining me. I'm Rabbi Iggy out of the Chuva Center. I'll see you again next week. This podcast was recorded by Chuva Center. I want to thank our team, Ben Lichman, Grace Sheed, and Joe Yalowitz, who make this all possible and make sure the guests and I sound as best we can. Thank you all for listening. Check out our Instagram and website, Chuva Center or chuvacenter.org. That's T-S-H-U-V-A-H center.org or on Instagram. Thank you.